0: Hello, my name is Zachary Rodier, and welcome to episode twenty-one of the Quarantine Hockey HQ podcast. We have a great show for you today. Um, we will first start off with a podcast update and announcement uh, revolving the schedule uh, of the podcast, along with QWHQ score recap. So, if you listen, if you're a regular listener or a new listener to the podcast, it's going to be right after this intro. Um, It's going to be very important. Uh, We're going to be moving a few things around with this podcast. We'll be talking all about the NHL awards and all of the other NHL news in this episode. And uh, we will not have QWH score recap in today's episode, so just NHL news. Um, But anyways, talking about QWH score recap, let's get into the channel update um, right now. Enjoy the episode. Alright, so it's now time to talk about um, the channel and the podcast, um, because, you know, I- I've loved making this podcast, uh, and I appreciate everyone for listening, especially on our 21st episode. Yes, our 21st episode of our regular Quarantine Aki HQ podcast, but... With the QdoHQ score recap, we had twenty eight HQ score recap episodes. So with this episode today, it will be forty nine episodes of uh, including the regular series and bonus series of the quarantine HQ podcast. And that is just insane. forty nine episodes. And the fact that we started this on April twenty eighth and we're already, with 49 episodes of content, it's just insane, uh, it's, it's crazy, and, you know, during the summer, the QHQ Score Recap daily episodes were, were great, you know, I, I loved doing it, and it was absolutely fantastic, but over the past few weeks on this podcast, I've talked about school coming back, and I'm doing a lot of applications and other things like that, and it's been a lot. In QHQ score recap, taking time out and writing the podcast and then recording it every single day. And then I moved it to every other day. And then I kept delaying it a little bit. It's been a lot. And with the conference finals right now, um, you know, with the conference finals and coming to a close soon, you you know, obviously we will uh, still have. We'll still have um, some conference finals this week. But once we get to the Stanley Cup final, I'll of course talk about it on my regular podcast. But since it's not too much hockey, like four, five, six games a day, I would think that for the listeners, it, it would be more of just redundant talking about a game that most people have watched since, again, it's only one game of hockey per day. So at this point, Um, I'm suspending uh, Q-double-HQ-score recap. Doesn't mean that it is done for good. Um, I'm definitely, I know in the future, going to want to do it on future. Like, not, it's going to be part of the Quarantine Hockey HQ podcast, regular episodes Uh, in the future, definitely. And I'm definitely going to do it next week, just recapping the whole week of hockey a little bit, just talking about that. Um, definitely on next week's episode. Um, but this week is just going to be the NHL news because we have a lot of awards to talk about and other NHL news. Um, but yes, I am suspending uh, QHHQ score recap. It's been a blast doing that in 30 minutes or less. Um, but I just want to bring something into perspective. I said that was our 28th episode of QHHQ score recap and let's say i think close close to the amount of this like most episodes were near 30 minutes so that's 840 minutes of podcasting and 14 hours of podcasts i mean that's absolutely insane um so it's absolutely fantastic and if you're just joining this podcast if you go back and look at my other episodes with all of in our interview series, it's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, since uh, I had Dave Gosher recapping, we haven't had anyone on, Um, but that is going to change in the next few weeks. We're going to have n- new people coming on the podcast. And again, I can't guarantee if it's definitely going to be next week, but I am definitely going to have in the next few weeks start to have episodes again with interviews so that's really exciting and I can't wait to get that started and keep that going again um so I'm very excited about that but let's you know one thing more that we need to talk about with the quarantine hockey podcast with the podcast being on Tuesdays It's also hard because on Mondays, I got to start recording and thinking about the episode and writing it, Um, and that's a school day when I'm having a lot of other schoolwork as well and doing a lot of other things. So if I decided to move it towards Mondays, so next Quarantine Hockey HQ podcast episode will be on, well, most of the time it will be on Mondays. But next week is a holiday. It's Yom Kippur. Uh, So I will not be having an episode then. Um, So stay tuned for when I'm going to do that episode. Follow us on social media. Um, I'm guessing it's either going to be coming out on Tuesday, regularly on Tuesday, or it's going to be coming out on Sunday or Wednesday. So I know that's a few days. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, But after next week, uh, when it's excuse me, I'm so sorry. So next Monday will be fine. Uh next Monday the 14, uh, the twenty first. Um, I am going to have our first quarantine Aki HQ podcast episode on a Monday, and then the week after that, I'll get to that because uh, it's Yom Kippur then. Um, but I'll get to that in if next week I'll talk about it. Um, but the for the most part, quarantine Aki HQ podcast. Will now be on Mondays. Uh, that just makes it easier, so I can do it on Sundays, uh, and prepare it on Sundays instead of preparing it during a weekday. Um, when I'm working on school. So two big things to take away from this: QDO HQ score recaps been suspended, but it will be on regular quarantine hockey HQ episodes. And for the most part, quarantine hockey HQ podcast will now be moved to Monday, starting on Monday um august uh, september 24th uh unless there is any other change on social media that i tell you about but for right now those are the two big changes for the podcast and of course interviews will be coming back very soon i know i've been saying that a lot but interviews will be coming back in the next few weeks so that's what i loved about quarantine Hockey podcast and all of these amazing professionals that i've been wanting to have on the podcast recently They've just been swamped because of all this hockey recently. But when the conference finals um, end and the Stanley Cup finals start uh, and then they end, we'll have a lot of things to talk about with the draft and with the draft and the free agency. So I can't wait to have a bunch of new people on the podcast and share that all with you then. But for now, we have NHL news segment. I can't wait to talk about all of the NHL awards and everything else circulating around the NHL. Let's get started with the NHL news. All right, it is now time to talk about the NHL awards. Now, um, you know, over the past week or so, we've been able to hear who the winner of the NHL, a lot of the NHL awards, have been. Uh, this has been a blast, um, but we only know some of them still. Uh, we still have the Calder Memorial Trophy, the Hart Memorial Trophy, the Norris Trophy, the Ted Lindsay Award, and the Vesna Trophy. Uh, th- we'll all be talking about that. Um, you know, that's going to be, oh, I think I said the Ted Lindsay, but if I didn't, the Ted Lindsay Award. It's all going to be during the 2020 Stanley Cup Finals um, in an award show um, that we don't know when it's going to be exactly, but that's when those awards will be announced. Now, let's get started with talking about all of the NHL awards. Now, I talked about the Bill Masterin, um, the King Clancy, the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award, and then we stopped. And we have a lot to talk about. Now, I'm going to start the first one off with a doozy. Um, and I'm going to be rambling and going about this one. So, bear with me here. On Wednesday, September 9th, the Jack Adams Award was announced. The finalists were Bruce Cassidy, the Bruins, John Tortorella of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and Elaine Vigneault of the Philadelphia Flyers. And this... and. This is what I'm going to say about this award. Uh, And this is going with my whole talk about this award. And just want to let you know, again, I am from Columbus. um, But in my opinion, what I'm going to say about this award, it isn't biased in my opinion. I think it's just facts. Um, But again, that could definitely be biased. But the Jack Adams Award was given to... Bruce Cassidy of the Boston Bruins. He had 288 points in the voting. Elaine Vigneault of the Flyers had 252 points. And John Tortorella had 198 points. So this is where, you know, congratulations to Bruce Cassidy. He's definitely a great coach. But I have a problem with this winner. I wouldn't have been mad if, Alain Vigneault got it, because he deserved it. And I wouldn't have been mad if John Torrella got it, but the fact that Bruce Cassidy got it, I, you know, again, he's a great coach, and the Boston Bruins were great. But I I really think that, I, I don't, I, I think that Vigneault or Torella deserved it more. Now, the Jack Adams Award for the Coach of the Year is goes to the coach who's a judge to have the biggest impact on his team's success. Now, John Tortorella and Elaine Vigneault were absolutely fantastic for their respective teams. John Tortorella took a team that was supposed to be on the bottom few teams after losing their free agents. He not only took that team to make the playoffs, but he also took that team who lost, was the second most man's lost uh, games. He had the second most injuries in the league. So he took a, a team that was supposed to be bottom three without his, the free agents. And then he lost more players. And these aren't just minuscule players. Seth Jones, Zach Rensky, Bjorkstrand, Josh Anderson, Alexander Texier, Cam Atkinson. So many players, so many good players for the Blue Jackets got injured. And John Torrell was able to take the Blue Jackets to the playoffs, pass the qualifying round, beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I know it's just, the regular season, but still, they were in a playoff position at that point. And what John Torrealdo did was absolutely fantastic, and he got third place. I thought he was going to win it. Uh, and again, not just because of my bias, I think. And you look on social media, I think a lot of people think John Torrealdo got robbed. Not just people from Columbus. John Torella, you know, he guided the 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 the, the Columbus Blue Jackets to a point. 579 point percentage, 33 22 and 15 to the playoffs after losing again free, eight, a, a lot of players in free agencies and dealing with numerous injuries. Now, I also thought Vigneault, I mean, we didn't hear a lot about this, the Flyers a lot, and Vigneault took the Flyers 41 21 and 7, um, 0.645 point percent and point percentage they were the number one seed in the east no one knew this was going to happen with the philadelphia flyers and vigno did it and i think that's just absolutely fantastic that he was able to do that and i think he definitely put made a, a huge impact on on his team and i think both Tortorella and vigno were in my opinion are a judge to being one of the biggest impacts in their team success John Tortorella, absolutely. I mean, he was playing with half a roster from the AHL for a good amount of the season. So his mindset and his coaching was what brought the team together to be able to have success. And Levin yo, you know, again, I said the Flyers weren't a team we thought could really do any damage. And, you know, we didn't really think he, they could do any damage. And Vigneault was able to coach the Flyers to be where they were. Um and again the Broadcast Association did this before they voted for this, before the playoffs started. But, you know, at the same time, when you look at the Boston Bruins and Bruce Cassidy, and again, he did a fantastic job, and the Bruins allowed the fewest goals in the NHL. To me, I don't think that out of the three finalists, Bruce Cassidy is the guy that made the biggest impact on his team's success. Because Bruce Cassidy is the coach of the Boston Bruins, who made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals last year, and they lost in the Stanley Cup Finals. So the Bruins were already a great team, a fantastic team. They made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, to Game 7. They made it. So you're telling me that they weren't supposed to be a good team this year and win the President's Trophy. Oh, they were really eligible for the President's Trophy. And this is... A, it, it. You know, a lot of teams change over the offseason. The Bruins did not really change from last year's Stanley Cup Final to now. They really didn't. They didn't change whatsoever, in my opinion. It, it's It's just... You know, in in my opinion is it's just since the team wasn't really different since the team wasn't really different and they were the same this year, I wouldn't say that he made the biggest impact on his team because they were already so good and I don't agree with the people saying anyone could coach the Boston Bruins cuz I don't think that's true. But I don't think he made the I don't think he was the game changer in the Bruins' success, and I would argue that Vigneault and Tortorella were bigger, like key factors in their team success. Um, it that you know that's that's just definitely my opinion, I, I, and that's my opinion. Um, I I'm not saying that anyone else has to believe what I'm saying, but. It's just, I you know, it's the award goes to the, the coach that's supposed to make the biggest, biggest impact on their team's success. And Vigneault and Tortorella, in my opinion, did that. Cassidy is a great coach, and he definitely made an impact on the team, on the Boston Bruins, but I think Torts and Vigneault did, did more. And I, I was definitely expecting either Vigneault and Torrell to get the award. And when I saw Bruce Cassidy's name come up on the TV, I was shocked. I was shocked. I, you know, that's the, the out of all the awards that have been given so far. This is probably one of the bigger ones. And I was shocked. Definitely, definitely shocked. Um, but let's move on from that because we have a ton of other NHL awards. And I've been going on about this one for five-plus minutes now. Um, But I do want to say, in addition to Torch, Vigneault, and Cassidy, uh, Berube was fourth in the voting uh, for the St. Louis Blues. Jared Bednar for the Colorado Avalanche was number five. And Mike Sullivan for the Pittsburgh Penguins was number six. I can't believe Sullivan only got 77.6. I thought he would be right under. I thought he would definitely be the fourth-place voter. Because he basically did what Tortorella did with the injuries. Besides, Tortorella also lost his free agents. Um, That's why I thought Tortorella was above Sullivan. But I thought Sullivan was going to be right there at the number 4 spot. But he wasn't. Let's move on to the other NHL awards. The next one to be named was the Frank J. Selke Award. This one goes to the Best Defensive forward in the NHL, and Sean Shea Couturier, uh, Sean Couturier of the Philadelphia Flyers won the Selkie Award, and he said, it obviously means a lot, it's a great award, I always take pride in playing a solid 200 foot game, um, so to be recognized by people around the league, it's really, I don't know how to describe it, it's a great honor. Now, uh, you know, Couturier led the NHL in face-off winning percentage, uh, 59.6%, and was the second in defensive zone face-off winning percentage, 59.5%. And he was the first among uh, Flyers forwards in ice time per game, 1950 of average, in shorthanded ice time, 140% minutes and 29 seconds he also led the philadelphia flyer skaters with an sat percentage of 56.1 percent now let's move on to the next nhl award and it was the lady bing it goes to the most gentlemanly player yep uh people have been talking about this award for a while the most gentlemanly player and it went to Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche. It the other nominees were of course Austin Matthews and Ryan O'Reilly. Now it's gentlemanly conduct and ability. So it combines sportsmanship, gentlemanly conduct and great ability. Um so I don't know why forwards are always given it doesn't have to be a forward. Usually it's forwards but you know, defensemen are also very sportsman-like, gentlemanly, and um, so I'm a little surprised that there's not always a ton of defensemen. Um, Nathan McKinnon came in first, Matthews second, uh, Ryan O'Leary third. Nathan McKinnon won by a lot. Uh, Jacob Slavin for the Canes got fourth. Tevu Teravainen for the Canes got fifth. And Zach a defenseman there, got 6th with 234 points for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, now Nathan McKinnon was 5th in NHL with 93 points plus 13. And was plus 13, leading Colorado forwards an average ice time of 21.13 per game um, before the season was paused. The center was assessed only 5 penalties totaling 12 minutes. In the entire season, five penalties. If you're a kid playing hockey, that's, I mean, the season's less than, uh, your your season's not uh, 82 games. So definitely don't want to be taking a lot of penalties. Only five penalties in uh, all the games he played. Um, each of the fewest in his uh, seven NHL seasons. And he was tied third in the NHL for net penalties at plus 18. 23 drawn penalties and 5 taken. So that's net penalties they take. The drawn penalties subtracted by the penalties you took. Now, Nathan McKinnon said, I respect my opponents. I don't want to be dirty. I always want to be trusted by the coaching staff that I won't take penalties and things like that. I guess my skating, I try to use my legs to stick check and things like that and not to take unnecessary minors. But I never thought I'd win this award. Usually I get more minors than this. Obviously, I'm very honored. Some of the best players ever have won this award, so it is really cool. McKinnon's the third Avalanche player to win the award. Joe Sackick and O'Reilly have done that for the Colorado Avalanche. Now McKinnon is also a finalist for the Hart Trophy and the Ted Lindsay Award. Let's move on to the next NHL award. The next one is... The general manager of the year, the Jim Gregory General Manager Award. Now this one is voted after it's it's voted by League General Managers and a panel of NHL executives in print and broadcast media after the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now um for the finalists were Jim Neal of the Dallas Stars, Shane Berace, uh, boys of the Tampa Bay Lightning and Lou Mer- Lamorello of the New York Islanders in fourth place was Joe Sakic, Colorado of the Colorado Avalanche, and Kelly McCrimmon was fifth place for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, um, this one, you know, this one was definitely, um. Going to Lou Lamorello of the New York Islanders, he's a fantastic general manager, got the Islanders to where they are right now, even though they're down against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, it, it was given to him, and Lou, Lou said, uh, first of all, it's very humbling coming from your peers, but anytime you have an award in a team atmosphere, it's really shared with everyone. It is a part of everyone because it would not happen unless you had the people around you. And I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by not only talented people, a great people. That's rewarding when something like this comes about. That you know the type of individuals that you've been surrounded w- with, and they allow these type of situ of things to happen. All right. Now let's move on to the next award and the last award that we know of right now. It's the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. It goes um to Mark Giordano of the Calgary Flames. It goes to the player who exemplifies great leadership qualities on and off the ice and who plays a leading role in his community growing the game of hockey now um every team gets to i'm pretty sure every team gets to choose one person so there were a finalist from every single team um, but Giordano said, this is special. I'm a little bit older, 36, so I grew up watching Marc Messier as a player and remembering him, especially from his days as a Ranger, winning the Stanley Cup with New York, but also in Edmonton with the Oilers as well. Uh, to have my name on that award means a lot to me. Uh, means a lot, a, t- a ton to me. When you think of leadership, he's viewed as the ultimate leader in our sport. I've had the chance to meet him off the ice as well, and for what he's done off the ice and in the community as leader, I think he has that presence that you can't describe. To be associated with him and his award, it means a lot to me and my family, and we're very proud to be the recipient for sure. Now, those are all the NHL awards we know of right now. Again, we don't know when the rest of the NHL awards will be rewarded. It'll be during the Stanley Cup Final, and it's the Calder Memorial Trophy, the Hart Memorial Trophy, the Norris Trophy, the Ted Lindsay Award, and the Vesna trophy. So five trophies left to award, and I can't wait to see the winner of those. Um, but you know, those are all of the awards right now, and there's still a lot of other NHL news to get to. Um, so let's move right along here um with more NHL news. Alright, let's talk. About some other NHL news. First off, Steven Stamkos has been skating occasionally with the Lightning, but is not yet ready for his playoff return. Then we also got news uh Geoff Ward will remain the head coach of the Calgary Flames. Uh, he received a two-year contract. Um, and Ward, GF Ward, uh, for the maybe it's Jeff Ward, uh, for the K- Calgary Flames. He was the interim head coach after. Um, They had to let go their coach midseason due to some allegations um, and misconduct. So now Ward took place. He was the interim head coach. And after his performance with the Flames, um, after getting them uh, in the Western Conference first round and losing against the Dallas Stars, who who are really good right now, it's, uh, you know, he was a good coach for them, so I'm ex- us, a, definitely excited to see uh, him in the future. In other NHL news, you know, this one's fantastic. When I was having these interviews with all the people across the hockey community, when I started TLHD Score Recap, I had no idea that we would be here recording this podcast right now and saying that the Stanley Cup Finals are just very close and that's all because of the nhl and their testing results for the seventh week in a row in the return to play of phase four and eight weeks total we have no positive test results among the one thousand three hundred and fifty seven tests that were made this week that is a total in phase four since july 26 31 COVID 19 tests. Zero positive cases. That is just, that's insane. So kudos to the NHL. Kudos to them. They're now just in Edmonton. They moved on from Toronto. So I'm definitely going to be excited for that. And other NHL news dates were moved off the end up the 2020 NHL draft will be held virtually October 6th through the 7th. It will start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 6th, and then rounds two through seven will be held the next day at starting at around 11.30 a.m. So this, uh, and then free agency will, of course, be on October 9th, so dates were moved up a little bit. It will open at noon ET on July 1st. So all of those dates moved up. Um so the clubs will have until October 7th, until 5 p.m. October 7th to submit qualifying offers. Our phase can begin signing those on October 9th. Um so but then they will have until October 18th. Uh that's when those qualifying um contracts expire. Um, so this one is definitely, it's going to be different with the NHL draft and everything being online. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. And I can't wait to see how everything works here. Um, but that's of course the NHL news there. Um, also one other thing I want to talk about is this Robin Leonard report. You know, this, it gets sticky here, and I'm not, you know, I, it's a disclaimer before I say this. I have no clue if this is true. I do not have a source on the inside. I don't. But I am going to tell you that there are rumors in a report from the fourth period that Robin Leonard and the Golden Knights have a contract extension in place they shook hands in june for a five-year contract extension in place five years 5 million per year 25 million in total and they did that in june the report says robin leonard was asked about this report he says it's false it's absolutely not true so you know you can decide who you want to believe. If it is true, $5 million for five years. I mean, $5 million per year for Robin Leonard is an absolutely fantastic contract for the Vegas Golden Knights. If they sign him, I guess it means Flurry's time in Vegas is coming to an end. But I would be very surprised if this contract was agreed upon in June. So that basically means after playing three games with the Vegas Golden Knights, the Golden Knights signed him. Um, to a long year, to a five-year contract, basically saying even though they said Leonard was there as insurance for Flurry after playing three games with the Vegas Golden Knights during the return to play, they signed him. I, that's why, you know, I would b- kind of believe it now. But the fact that they're saying this was in June, it sounds less believable. But you know, it it's just it's just a rumor. A uh, report. So I'm just I just want to tell you guys, um, in case you guys were interested. Um, in other news, there was one trade. It was um, Nick uh, Bjorkstad. He was traded from Pittsburgh to Minnesota uh, for a conditional seventh round pick. It was pure sur- salary cap and space dump um, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Bajukstad is entering a final year of his deal and is five point two five million real salary. Um, so that is that, and the Pens retain fifty percent on uh, Bjorkstad's salary. Um, with the keeper of the cup and the Stanley Cup, we saw on Twitter that the Stanley Cup is in Edmonton with the keeper of the cup, Phil Pritchard. Um, and they are corn. It looks like, according to his Twitter, that they are out of quarantine now. They were in quarantine in the bubble. And of course, that the awards will be definitely given uh, the Campbell and the Clarence Awards. Uh, those are definitely going to be given out. The Campbell Bowl and the Campbell Bowl, and of course, the Prince of Wales Trophy. Those are going to be given out and they will be there. Um, for the respective Eastern Conference and Western Conference teams. So that's all the NHL news right now. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, and uh, let's get you right into that outro. And again, we'll see you next week on Monday on QWHU Score Recap for hopefully an interview, but definitely recapping the Conference Finals. And I, uh, I'm pretty sure if I count, cal- am I if I'm calculating this all right? The next time I have a Quarantine HQ episode, we are going, yeah, next Monday. The Stanley Cup Finals could already be getting underway. And right now, we have no family still in the bubble, so maybe they'll be waiting a little bit on that. But the Stanley Cup Finals are almost here in September, and I can't believe it's happening. But I can't wait to talk about it and cover it all. For you, so make sure you follow us on social media. But let's get you right into the outro. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast update and NHL news segments. I hope you enjoyed them. Make sure you follow us on social media on Twitter at hockey podcast, Instagram and Facebook at quarantine HQ. If you'd like to send us a message on Anchor Anchoroff FM slash quarantine hockey HQ. Uh, if you've enjoyed these episodes and you're just joining recently, please go back and listen to our interviews uh, with great people from across the hockey community. We will have more people on coming soon. And I cannot wait for those interviews in the future. And I can't wait to cover the Stanley Cup finals in my um Updates about the podcast QoHQ score recap is suspended until further notice, but we will have it in regular quarantine Aki HQ episodes. And of course, um, we are now moving podcast episodes to the new schedule of Mondays, uh, once a w- every Monday. For right now, that's when we're going to have our podcast coming out. So I'm very excited. Um, for future episodes that will be on Monday. And, of course, our next qWq squ- Qu- Quarantine Hockey HQ podcast episode will be Monday, September 21st. I'll see you there, but for now, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you then. Thanks.